Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 25 called, You Will Swallow Up Death for All. God is a defense to the helpless, but he does want us to be his hands and his feet. I was listening to KKLA's radio program by Frank, hosted by Frank Pastor, and he's talking about all the needy kids around the world, all those kids that are starving. And, and uh, he was telling a story about um, these guys represented, uh, I think, Feed the Children. And he was telling a story about a mom who was literally taking mud and baking it because they had nothing left to feed the children. And though it was risky to their health, at least it would put a sense of fullness in their bellies. Well, God, notice, is a defense for the helpless. He does want us to have a heart for the needy. He's a defense to the needy in his distress. This is pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father to help widows and orphans in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. That's what God wants of us. He is a refuge from the storm. A refuge is um, something that expresses a hiding place. It is a place to run into. It is a place of safety. It is a place of strength or a fortress. It expresses the idea of available security. It is a place at hand to turn to, to run to. That's what God says he is. He is a refuge from the storm. He is a strength in our lives. Now we can decide in the time of struggle, in the time of distress, to run to Him or to run to other things. But if we run to Him, He will be a refuge in the storm. All these beautiful descriptions of God, a defense, a defense, a refuge, a shade from the heat, uh, the breath of the ruthless beat against the wall, but that wall's not going to fall if God is in your life. Like heat in drought... Thou does subdue the uproar of aliens. So when you're in a drought time, of course, that's a terrible time. And then if more heat comes, it's even worse. Well, that's what God is like to those who are in uproar against him. Like heat by the shadow of a cloud, the song of the ruthless is silence. God will deal with them. God will deal with those who are ruthless, those who have no mercy, uh, those who have killed those who have brought the word of God to them, the promises of Jesus Christ. God will deal with those who have been ruthless. And the Lord of hosts, here back to our rejoicing now, will prepare for those who know him, and you got to love this, a lavish banquet. For all peoples, I want you to see the idea of all here, speaks of every tribe, tongue, nation, and people, not just Israel, but all peoples, God will prepare this lavish banquet on this mountain, speaking of Mount Zion, the New Jerusalem. It's going to be a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow, and refined aged wine. Verse 6, NIV reads, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. Now, when God does a party, he does it the right way. And when we're on Mount Zion in the New Jerusalem, don't think that heaven is going to be boring. 
Someone put it this way, don't think that heaven is going to be like a Baptist wedding. I'm sorry if you're... (laughs) Where there's a bunch of people in three-piece suits, standing with water cups, looking very proper. Heaven is going to be more like an Italian wedding. (laughs) Music playing, people rejoicing, because heaven is this new Jerusalem, this millennial city is a place to celebrate. And I want you to see, Bible students, and I'll let you wrestle with this. There is what sitting on the table? Aged wine and choice meats. Amen? amen. All the, and all the meat lovers said, amen! Right? Not just 31 flavors or 311 flavors of ice cream that don't make you fat. But, but meat! and good things to eat, and all that stuff. Turn to the book of Luke. Here's what Jesus said about that day. Luke 22, all the way in your New Testament, Matthew, Mark. You guys should know where Luke is. We're there on Sunday morning, right? Luke 22. So Jesus is getting ready to die. He's having the Last Supper with his apostles. Luke 24, excuse me, 22, 14. Everything had been prepared for the Passover, verse 13. They were in the upper room. And when the hour had come, Luke twenty-two fourteen, 14, he reclined, Jesus reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. 16, for I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. I will never again eat what? The Passover. Is it? Is that evidence that we're going to celebrate the Passover in the millennium? Well, we know that we're going to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles in the millennium. And so I think we have Passover. I think if you look at the context, brothers and sisters, you're going to see Jesus says, I'm never again, never again going to eat it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, 18, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine, that's wine, for now on until the kingdom of God comes. So in the kingdom of God, there is going to be a celebration. And there is going to be the choicest of meats and the finest of wines. And I know that for some of our theology, people wrestle with this because they say, well, would there be aged wine, which speaks of fermentation? Sounds like it to me. So you can just read the text for what it says. God is going to have us celebrating on his holy mountain. Go back to Isaiah 25. We're going to be enjoying um, all the delights that God puts before us. But of course, the main beauty of this is that we're going to be at the table with Jesus Christ. And that he is going to be the main attraction. He is going to be the one that we've looked forward to seeing. The true Zion, says one writer, on the true Zion, there is no element of representation. All come, all participate. God offers everyone a place at his eternal banquet table. And all peoples will be represented. He serves nothing but the best. The feast will be held on this mountain, referring to Mount Zion. It does not belong to the city of man. God's people had to wait all their lives to sit at this table, but it's worth the wait. This is the banquet of true salvation. 
All the guests are happy, and nothing can ever make them sad again. Jesus is the way to this mountain banquet. The banquet that God is preparing is so rich, Isaiah is forced to heap terms upon terms to describe it. So do not think of life in the city of God as dreary. Do not think that you have to sacrifice anything to gain Christ. We do say, obviously you need to sacrifice your pride, but we do say goodbye to the world's drunken binge. He refers to Isaiah 24, 7 through 9. But as the hymn writer put it, the hill of Zion yields a thousand sacred sweets. The good news of the gospel leaves no room for self-pity. The future promised is too generous for that. Even Jesus is looking forward to this banquet, and it will be a time to celebrate and feast in his presence. Man, that day is coming for all of us who have been invited to the banquet of the Lord. And we go out, as Denise was saying, onto the highways and byways, and we invite them to come in. We invite them to put on the wedding garments of righteousness, which is found in Jesus Christ, and come and enjoy the presence of God forever. And on this mountain, verse 7, Isaiah 25, he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. NIV says, on this mountain, Isaiah 25, 7, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. And what is that shroud? What is that veil? He will swallow up death for all time. What a beautiful, beautiful picture this is. And this is, by the way, a verse that Paul quotes. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. God will swallow up death for all time. He will destroy death, not just for a, a segment of time, but for all time. Death dies in the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15. Look at verse 50. Now I say this, brethren, 1 Corinthians 15, 50, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Flesh and blood is fallen human weakness right now. Behold, I tell you a mystery, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, we shall not all sleep or die, but we shall be, all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised, imperishable or incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable. This mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on, the immort put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written. Here it is. Death is swallowed up in victory. Right in your margin, Isaiah 25, verse 8. Isaiah 25, 8. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. That's why we die, because of sin, and the power of sin is the law. The law reveals the sinfulness of sin. But thanks be to God who gives us... What, what's the victory there? It's the victory over death and sin, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In light of that, therefore, my beloved brethren, don't give up. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing 
that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And I hope all God's people can say, Amen. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal. If you're resonating with this ministry and you have a heart to see it expand, we would love to hear from you to know that it's making an impact, that you're praying for us, and that you're wanting to support and partner in the work that's being done there. The price per year is $3,500. Would you please help us reach that goal before the end of the month? If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. It will help us not only to meet the radio airtime costs there, but also help us expand. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click donate. And then on Kept FM. And help support the broadcast as it goes out into your area. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click donate, and then click on Kept FM. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Isaiah 25, 8. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. That's why we die, because of sin, and the power of sin is the law. The law reveals the sinfulness of sin. But thanks be to God who gives us, what's the victory there? It's the victory over death and sin. The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In light of that, therefore, my beloved brethren, don't give up. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And I hope all God's people can say, Amen. Amen. That is the beauty of the covenant that we have with God. Death will be swallowed up for all time in Jesus Christ. You will not be touched by the second death if you are in Jesus Christ. That's the good news of the gospel. And some people, there will be a generation, 1 Corinthians 15, specifically, that will not die, but they will be changed. And here is a rapture text. They will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, in a split second is the idea of the Greek here. And they will be instantaneously moved from mortal to immortal. There will be one generation that will not taste death, and that is this generation in 1 Corinthians 15. Are we that generation? I don't know. I don't know. But there are a lot of signs around us that certainly point that we could be. And every day that goes by, we're one day closer to the arrival of the king. And so we need to continue to be steadfast, continue to be immovable, unshakable in our faith, because God has destroyed our greatest twin enemies, sin and death at the cross. He destroyed death, and he proved it by the immutable fact of the resurrection. He said, destroy my body, and in three days I will raise it again. And he spoke of the temple. He said, destroy this temple. He spoke of the temple of his body. And he proved that he was God, because in three days he did rise, because it was impossible for death 
to hold him because he's the archegos in Greek. He's the author of life. And if you are in him because he lives, you will live. He is the prototype of the resurrection. And we will follow his resurrection at his return. When he comes, we will be raised imperishable. There will be no more curse, no more disease, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. Death will die in the resurrection. And I'll tell you what, that's going to be a glorious time. And I believe that we are going to be resurrected in our prime. Amen? Woo-hoo! Yes. Could eat anything you wanted. You know. Anyway. Isaiah... Go back to chapter 25. Death is swallowed up in victory. Spurgeon says, I will not fear thee, death. Why should I? Thou lookest like a dragon, but thy sting is gone. Thy teeth are broken. O lion, wherefore should I fear thee? I know thou art no more able to destroy me, but thou art sent as a messenger to conduct me to the golden gate wherein I should... Enter and see my Savior's unveiled face forever. Expiring saints have often said that their last beds have been their best that they have ever slept on. Close quote. You might want to write down Hosea 13, 14 as well, which Paul quotes in 1 Corinthians 15 when he says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be your plagues. O grave, I will be your destruction Pity is hidden from my eyes. God is, God is the one mocking death and saying, I'm going to destroy you. And he did. And he did it by his own death. And so Isaiah 25, 8 says, He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God, look at this, will wipe tears away from all faces. And he will remove the repro- reproach of his people from all the earth. And here's the guarantee. For the Lord has spoken. And remember earlier we studied that he is perfectly faithful and true to fulfill his word. In Revelation 7, as uh, go there for a second, as the people have been instantaneously moved into heaven, um, Revelation 7, They show up, they're a great multitude which no one can number, Revelation 7, verse 9. Here's what John says. He says, after these things I looked. What's happened in the context, Revelation 7, is the 144,000 have been sealed uh, from every tribe of the sons of Israel. That's Revelation 7, 4, 12,000 from each tribe. They are sealed, I believe, for protection here. And they they won't be harmed. Uh, If you look at verse Three, do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until, Revelation 7, 3, we have sealed the bondservants of our God on their forehead. So the 144,000 are sealed, and then something happens between the sixth and seventh seal. After these things I looked, Revelation 7, 9, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues They're standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They're clothed in white robes. Think of the wedding imagery here. And palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, this is the songs of heaven. 
Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders answered, saying to me, to John, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they? And from where have they come? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. Now the great tribulation, tribulation is slipsis in Greek and it means pressure or trouble. So they come out, they, they have ended up in heaven now and they've been, instantaneously they appear there and for, they're from everywhere, every tribe, tongue, nation and people, they appear. They come out of the great tribulation, they've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They are Christians, they are saved. And for this reason, they are before the throne of God. They serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne shall spread another covering over them. Instead of the covering of death, He shall spread His tabernacle over them. Speaking of security and protection, and here maybe even the idea of His Shekinah glory. Look at verse 16. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, Jesus, in the center of the throne shall be their shepherd and shall guide them to the springs of the water of life and who? God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. You've been listening to He Will Swallow Up Death for All, part two on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 25. And if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you visit walkintruth.com to learn about our apologetics event in March called Dare to Defend. You can learn about the various guest speakers who will be talking about how you can address various topics the culture is facing. We'd love to see you there, so visit walkintruth.com to learn about Dare to Defend. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, you may be wondering about this incredible scene in Isaiah 25 and thinking to yourself, is this a picture of heaven? What What is being depicted here? Well, I believe that this is depicting the marriage supper of the Lamb, perhaps, or the millennial reign of Christ, or just think of the state beyond the resurrection, the eternal state, if you will. All of the above could work. Certainly, it is to be taken literal in my view, and uh, it does parallel with Isaiah twenty, or excuse me, with Revelation twenty-one, where God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and that is depicting the new Jerusalem and the new heavens and the new earth. And so, this is going to be in the state when all things are made new, and death, and the curse, and tears, and pain, and sorrow, all will be a distant memory. Oh. I want you just to think about that just for a second. All of that one day will be behind us. You know, in the pastorate, I spend a good amount of my time, and I just had a meeting with a family doing memorial services, and, and they're bittersweet, of course, for believers. We know to be absent from the body is to be at home with the Lord, but still there's grief and sorrow and loss, but we don't grieve like those who have no hope, and this is our hope. Uh, we grieve with hope. Uh, 
because a banquet day is coming and the Lord will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death will be swallowed up in victory. Praise the Lord. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and you're listening to Walk in Truth, and we are walking through the book of Isaiah right now and excited to bring it to you. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing and support us in any way that you can by going to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Hey, we deeply appreciate your financial support and your prayers for this ministry. We'd love to see it expand. Uh, We know many of you uh, have become our family who are in other states And we just want to give a shout out and say thank you uh, for praying for us. Some of you pray for us every day, and we're deeply, deeply uh, grateful for your prayers. It means a lot to us. We know we're in a spiritual battle. It can be tough at times, but the Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. And we're so grateful for you partnering with us and being part of what we are doing here on Walk in Truth. We'll have more for you in the book of Isaiah, Lord willing, tomorrow, right here. See you then. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast, provide the podcast for free, and helps us do our free apologetic events, too. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal, and the price per year is $3,500. Would you please help us reach that goal before the end of the month? If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click Donate, and then on Kept FM. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click donate, and then click on Kept FM. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah 25 called, He Will Swallow Up Death for All. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.